Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab with the Echo Joe, so please try to fix that for us. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock, taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, Bob Shorey is here. He's the uh, MCSE that comes in and helps me with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Uh, and Joe, if you've got to fix this Echo, this echo bud, um, push whatever button you need to, <laughs> please. So as Joe works to fix the Echo, uh, sounds like I'm talking in a church, um, we're going to go on to what's usual and customary, our technology news. And uh, Amazon's recalling hundreds of thousands of ring doorbells over exploding battery fears. I know. It's going to happen. Your doorbell's going to explode. Hey, thank you, Joe. You fixed it. Um, so what happens uh, when you mix up the wood and metal screws provided by the installation? Well, they heat up, Bob. And Amazon's home security brand of ring is recalling... 360,000 of its Wi-Fi-enabled video doorbells over concerns they may catch fire when incorrectly installed. Uh, so this, this recall affects Ring's second generation of video doorbell, with the defect appearing on units sold in the U.S. and Canada between June and October of this year. Now, with everybody staying home, we had nothing to do but update our houses, so people did all sorts of things with their doorbells and stuff, I'm sure. Uh, but I guess it turns out that if you... You, they give you two sets of screws, and the first are wood screws designed to affix the doorbell to a wall, while the second set of uh, Thorx T6 screws, I guess they're called, are used to attach the doorbell to its mounting bracket. And what happens if you mix up the screws, the battery may overheat, and you could have a, a problem with the burning doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> so... Go check to see if you did the right thing. Now, being that I'm not very handy, I could easily have made a mistake like that. What do I know from a wood screw from a, I don't know, I'm not handy at all. So I could have easily made this error. And uh, so far, 23 cases uh, uh, resulted in property damage, while eight people reported suffering minor burns. I'm not sure if they were trying to pull the ring doorbell off the house while it was on fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's up with that, but uh, we'll put the link here for you. You can take a look. What else you got, Bob? Okay. This is a CNET article. Mm -hmm. New Windows 10 patch fixes 112 security bugs in Teams. 
Office and Edge. Now, nobody uses Teams, right? With all, everybody <laughs> staying at home? Uh, and yeah. Really, nobody uses Office. Come on. Really? <laughs> and Edge, 112 bugs? Security bugs? Anyway. These are security bugs, not just bugs. Security bugs. Yep. On uh, Tuesday... Microsoft rolled out its monthly Patch Tuesday security update for Windows 10, fixing 112 vulnerabilities across the OS, as well as in Microsoft Office, Edge, and other products. Right. One of the biggest issues Microsoft patched was a Windows zero-day vulnerability that was exploited in the wild. Our sister site, ZDNet, reported Mm -hmm. the vulnerability first disclosed on October 30th by Google's Project Zero and Threat Analysis secure, uh, Group security teams. Google loves to point out Microsoft bugs. <laughs> Amazing, huh? <laughs> Targeted Windows 7 and 10 users who also use the Chrome browser. The bug allowed the, ta- the attacker to gain user access in Windows, mm-hmm. but further details about the attack, uh, the attack have not yet been published. Other security patches in the update include... Those for bugs that would allow remote code access attacks in apps like Teams, Excel, SharePoint, the Microsoft Exchange server, nice. and network uh, Windows Network File System. If you're using Windows 7, you can update to Windows 10 for free. You can also check out blah, blah, blah right. on this uh, CNET article. We'll post it. Yeah, well, again, Microsoft's got issues with their, with their te- uh, technology. 112 security bugs. Yeah. So in other news, uh, you know how uh, you know how when you're, it's free, you're the commodity. Well, Google Photos will end its free unlimited storage on June 21st of 2021. So yes, of course, as you get used to the free storage in the cloud and you stick all your stuff up there for free, Google says um, they've now decided. Well, after you get to 15 gigs, you're going to have to pony up for some money. Surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's like the the uh, drug dealers going out on the street and passing out drugs for free. So once right. they get you addicted, then they got you. Yeah, it looks like Google knows how that works. <laughs> so, you know, all photos and documents uploaded before June 1st will not count against the 15 gigs. So you've got some time to decide whether you're going to go all in or not. <laughs> um, but 15 gigs of storage is uh, is more than you get from the folks at the poultry 5 gigs that Apple gives you. Um, and, and Google claims that 80% of Google photo users won't hit that 15 gig cap for at least three years. (laughs) Uh, let me see. I think they could be like the friendly stranger in the black city. They might be, (laughs) they might be. So again, you know, the idea of the cloud is such a nice, warm, fuzzy place, sort of, uh, there's, you're sticking all your stuff out there on somebody else's servers until they finally say, you know what? You're going to have to start paying for it. Then you're going to have to figure out, hmm, how do I get that stuff off of those servers so I don't pay? And we've had calls over the over the time here at, at uh, Computer Talk with Tab. You know, Apple users calling, hey, Eric, how do I get my stuff out of the iTunes cloud? Because they only give you five gigs, um, the iCloud. And, and, and they're trying to figure out how to get the stuff off. It's not easy to do. Um, and then you then you get your stuff strewn about the cloud. You know, maybe you're an Apple user today and you're a Google user tomorrow and a Windows user the next day. Where's all your stuff? Well, a cloud accumulates moisture. <laughs> yeah. Like the digital cloud accumulates data. There you go. But it's eventually, when it gets too much moisture, yeah, it starts to rain. It does. And it might be raining your data. It could be raining your data, yeah. So be careful out there, guys. It's going to start costing you some money uh, to have your free Google Photos unlimited 
It's going to go away. What else you got? Anything else, Bob? Yes. Another CNET article. Rules for strong passwords don't work, <laughs> researchers find. No. Here's what does. In the name of security, you can stop adding an exclamation mark to the end of your password. <laughs> <laughs> when you create a password for yet another new account, right. you'll probably enter... Uh, familiar rules designed to make it harder for hackers to get in. Right. Use capital letters, numbers, and care and special characters. Right. These requirements, however, don't make your password stronger. Researchers at Carnegie Mellon University says, and it says that people are in the bad habits. Right. Because they'll use their capital at the beginning of a word yep. instead of in the middle. Right. And you know they use like the exclamation point at, at the, the end, end every time. So. Yeah. And then they add what one two three or something like that for the numbers. Yeah. Oh, password one, two, three? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. So uh, anyway, Lori Craner, director of the SciLab Usable Security and Privacy Laboratory at CMU, yeah. says her team has a better way, a meter that websites can use to prompt you to create more secure passwords. Mm. After a user has created a password of at least 10 characters now, not eight, the meter will start giving suggestions such as breaking up common words with slashes or random characters to make your password stronger. Yeah. they got to stop even talking about passwords and just talk about Ubico. You know, a physical key where you're plugging your key into your computer and touching it, you could put a password to password. It wouldn't matter because the key would be the final uh, the final second factor authentication that the bad guys can't copy. So we'll put a link to this article. And yeah. to be honest with you, Eric, you're exactly right. Password is just one part of a multi multi layer form of security that you really need. Right, and if you have a physical key on your person that you then plug into your device and you touch your physical finger to that key to actually have it enact the code that goes across as the second factor, the bad guys can't get in. So you have two factor on your second factor. I do. So right, just having the key in there is not enough. <laughs> you actually physically have to touch it. So is that like two-factor, two-factor? I have no idea. Or is that like three-factor? Is that factor squared? I have no idea. It's a <laughs> lot of factors. So passwords, yeah. I mean, there's a comedy routine I saw on Netflix. I cannot remember the guy's name. He was a British comedy, uh, a comic, and he was just did a great routine recently about passwords. And uh, maybe I'll try to look it up, and maybe we can try to play a clip of it if we can find it. We're going to step out for a quick break, get to your calls. We are broadcasting live over at uh, WTIC's Facebook page if you want to check out Bob and I there, and uh, ask questions there, post some comments, share it out. That'd be great. Uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock, taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC and 522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, we got Joe, the producer, for us today. He's a trumpet player for UConn, and that's why I got a little different different style of music going on there, which is pretty cool. Actually, I was talking to my uh, band director. Yes, I have a band director. Um, my wife and I are in a community band, and of course, thanks to COVID, uh, can't get together and play. Uh, but we were just talking about the fact that so many communities have great places for kids and, and adults to play sports. You know, they've got soccer pitches and they've got baseball fields and football fields and basketball courts. And the community just really gets around making sure that there's places like that for the community. But, you know, a stage in a, in a concert hall in the community, not so easy to find. And uh, I would contend there's more people that play instruments than play football. 
And uh, I just don't understand why there aren't more places out there uh, for folks that are in community bands. Because there's an awful lot of community bands out there, I'll tell you. And the communities just don't seem to put up places for them to perform. But you can go to find plenty of empty basketball courts and baseball fields. They're used to. Our taxes cover those. <laughs> I think I know of a place I can tell you when we're off air. Oh, very good. Hear about it. No, well, go ahead. In uh, New Britain, in the park. Yeah. They they have like bands. We my wife. And oh yeah, outside. It. Yeah, it's it's an outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's covered. That's beautiful, but and you can't rehearse there in right in, in November. Well, I mean, I'm, musicians are tough, but we're actually not that <laughs> tough. And the music blows; it's no fun. So, yes, it's a place to play, but I'm talking about a place to play all year long. All year long. Yeah, well, that may be a little more difficult. It seems to be. Yeah, we're just making I this observation. I don't think they're building those things in the schools anymore. And if they are, they're smaller than they used to be. Yeah, it's even hard to get access to them for the for the community. That's but I just true. just thought something I brought up because the music. Let's go to your calls. I digress. We're going to go to Jay in uh, North Granby next. What's going on, Jay? Hi, good morning. Morning. Um, my problem is when I go to get on my computer, yeah. uh, you know, I put, put in my password, everything is fine, and the page comes up with a little start button on the down on the left hand side, the window, nice. yeah, and a couple icons, and usually I just click on it, and then all my programs show up, and I click on Firefox, and it goes on from there, you know, to my email and other stuff. But now yesterday morning it worked fine. Yeah. Yesterday afternoon I went up to get on, and when I the arrow was on the screen, but when I put it down over the uh, the window, a blue circle starts turning and turning and turning. And yesterday it went on for probably two hours, and I finally got you know mad and turned it off. Yeah. And then when I went back last night around ten o'clock just to see, and lo and behold, it worked again. Yep. Now, this morning, I just came on about, um, I guess it was 8.30, mm-hmm. and the blue circle starts again, and I left it there while I called you guys and waited, you know, for the advertisements, and about a quarter after nine, so that's 45 minutes, it finally, the arrow came up. The circle went away, the arrow came up, mm-hmm. and I'm able to click on it, and I'm on now. Yeah. So I don't know. This first time this has ever happened. Well, it tend it means that you've got an issue with the Windows 10 doing something in the background, mm-hmm. and it's consuming a, a huge amount of your processing power, and it's causing your your system to spin. Um, could be an update trying to happen in the background. It could be antivirus running. It could be something malicious happening. Um, you know, I have malware bites, and I got the premium. And they do a scan like twice a day, and I just actually I just got a message, you know, awesome, no nothing found, you know, so good. Yep. So I don't know. Sometimes you can get an email, or you can get you can go to a website that has um, bad uh, programming that creates malformed packets, if you will. And what happens is when you get that little circle running around, that yeah. blue circle, that means that it's trying to work. But it's really not, and you'll get, it's not responding. So the best thing you can do is just end that program and do something else. But, you know. Yeah, but I can't, I, run I, into, can't do, I can't do anything else. <laughs> well, can you hit control, alt, delete, and get into your task manager? Yeah, you know what, I did that. And all I get is, um, I can't remember now, lock, uh, task manager, right. uh, 
switch yeah. users. We want you to get. We would want you to get into the task manager, Jay. Well, I did, and all it showed was a box with um, malware bytes in it. Well, that was under your applications. But what you want is, uh, if you if you uh, bring up your task manager, um, there's a uh, processes. Okay, so it's going to show you your apps, and then it'll show you your background. What you're looking at is the small uh, task manager, but down at the bottom it says more details. Uh -huh. So if you click on that, it gives you everything that's running on your computer. And you can find the application that's not responding, and you can right-click on it and then end that task. Okay, what do I do, like delete it or... You no, want to end the task. So you want to see what's task. holding, what's chew, chewing up all your CPU cycles. Uh, it should yes, be listed now, there. When, when I click on Task Manager, it's mm -hmm. just a window on the screen, a small window, white window. That's right. That says, but if you click on the, I... if you click on the more details down at the bottom left, oh, that it makes it bigger, and then you can see a lot more. And it was kind of counterintuitive that you're clicking on something you want to see, and Microsoft says, "Ah, eh, we're going to sort of show it to you." <laughs> if you really, really want to see it, you yeah, can click here. The Reader's Digest version. Yeah. <laughs> so you click on the more details, and then you can actually look at your processes that are running and see what's chewing up your CPU cycles. Okay. Um, then what do I do after that? Well, once you figure out what's doing it, see if you can end the task and see if this see if the machine comes right back to life. If the okay. task is a background task for the operating system, you could cause a problem. If it's something that's you know malicious or or stuck in some sort of loop, try to note which one is doing it. You know, write down what it is, and then you can do some searching on um, on issues with that process running at 100% CPU cycles to see if there's anything. That can be done. So one of the things you can do is uh, you can click on that process, and one of the options is open the file location. Mm -hmm. So you can find out if it's not in your uh, program files uh, folder. If it's somewhere else, it could be something malicious. Right. Be careful. Don't delete it. Too, don't go deleting things, but just yeah. ending processes. Now, here's the thing. I don't want to throw another horseshoe in here, but my wife is on the same computer, right? Yeah. So when she goes to use it, we just switch users. Mm -hmm. Now I'm on Yahoo. I use Yahoo. She uses Gmail. Yeah. And I tried hers yesterday and this morning too, and it's right on. No, so no it's your problem. profile. Your profile's got a problem, maybe. Oh, okay. You know, she's clearly a better computer user than you, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to do anything on a computer. That's okay. But it does seem like your profile has an issue. We're coming up against a hard break. Next yeah. time it occurs, Go into Task Manager, like we said, and see if you can figure out which one is causing the issue, okay? All right. If not, I'll call you back. We'll be here. Okay. Thank right. you a lot. You're welcome, Jake. Good luck. Thank We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, guys. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we talk about is posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you go to Facebook... And like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg may deem the word the, the news worthy, and it may get into your news feed, uh, and that's kind of a good thing. We also you can follow us on Twitter if you like. If there's something, nothing else for you to do, we'll be right back. And we are back. 
This is Computer Talk with Tab. we got a full board of calls. Thank you for joining us on this Saturday morning. We're going to get right to those calls. And uh, on the longest is our resident groupie, Danny. What's going on, Danny? You there, Danny? Uh-oh, what happened to our resident groupie? Uh, hello? Hey, there he is. Hello. What's going on, Danny? Hey, can you, can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm on speaker. Is that okay? My, my, the, my earpiece on my phone's not working. If that's all we got, that's all we got. Okay. But it's usually not. It's usually a, a talk show faux pas. Just so you guys know, in Radio Land, being on speakerphones were really difficult for most radio shows. Just right. figured I'd bring that up there for all the other hosts. But you're okay right now, Danny. Okay. Listen, uh, my wife got that uh, that HP Chromebook. Yeah. It's a Model 14 DB 0023DX. All right. And we have a HP Pro. 8715 printer. All right. And I want to know about tying the Chromebook into the printer by um, physical wire, not not the Wi-Fi or, or Bluetooth or anything. Oh. Is that just a matter of running the, the the cable from the printer? Yeah. To the Chromebook. It's that easy. Okay. Yeah, that'll be the easiest thing you've ever done with your computer. Okay, so so if the, if the cord that we have right now going into her, her desktop was long enough, we could just unplug it from the tower on the desktop and plug it into the the uh, Chromebook. Exactly. God, that was that was easy. Okay. <laughs> we I, we specialize in that. Yeah, that's okay. You know what, Danny? It's okay. Hey, listen, I want to thank that lady that called last week about correcting you on the landline. I was going to do it, but I don't want to be a smarty. Smarty smart pants, so I'm glad somebody else did when you were talking about Uma being a landline. It's a landline alternative if you only have internet, but she was technically correct. Okay, well, we, we like to be technically correct on this show, and yes, I wanted to thank her for mentioning that she enjoyed my calls. <laughs> yes, you have a, <laughs> you have a fan, too. Gotcha. That's a good point, Daddy. You, you should acknowledge that. That's good. Yes, I, other people have called and said they don't enjoy my calls. Hey, man, you got to have a thick skin if you're going to be on radio. How, how many people do you think love me every every Saturday and Bob? I mean, you can't make everybody happy. Oh, no, everybody loves you guys. Um, <laughs> another thing, so. the volume when you're on hold, is there any way you guys can ever turn that up? It was always low even pre-COVID. I got no power there. That's all. That's all back in the studio. It's all back in the studio as far as that goes. They should turn it up. Uh, yeah. I agree. That way you know whether or not you're on hold or not. Yeah, because it was very, very low today. And did you see uh, Elon Musk had uh, took four COVID tests and two were positive and two were negative? Yeah, he's calling something. He thinks there's something screwy going on. Yeah, I I did see that. Four exact same tests, same nurse, two were positive, two were negative. I know. Now, he's not going to be able to be at the launch for the astronauts tomorrow. He's got to quarantine. Well, the funny part is, obviously, the first one must have been positive. He's like, hey, take it again. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> My wife's well, like, why did he do that? I'm like, he's a billionaire. He can take a bunch of tests. It doesn't matter to him. Well, you know, that's the privilege <laughs> which people have. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, here, I think, well, I think even here in America, it doesn't matter how many tests you take, but who wants to keep taking the tests? He just wanted to be at the launch. Yeah, um, he's well, also he's taking a... I mean, you can't blame him. No, you can't. He's going to take a PCR test, too, I think, though, but it may not come back in time. Yeah, Uh Starlink is doing very well as far as the uh, the quality and the speeds and stuff. People are really happy with it. I've heard it's about 50 megabits to 75. We'll see when you actually get volumes of folks connected to it how well it works. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, uh, this is the first time I called since you came back. I'm glad you made it back and didn't 
decide to abandon us for Florida. <laughs> Someday, Danny, I will be. All right. Okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, Danny, Bye-bye. take it easy. Bye-bye. Yeah, the beauty the beauty of working remotely is, I mean, you can work anywhere remotely. And and I just didn't want to do it to Bob where we would have to have me connect remotely and then Bob connect here remotely into the studio. We'd have two remote connections while I was working remotely. And it just that just seemed like remotely squared as far as being trouble. <laughs> uh, so it was just easier to, to take a few uh, Saturdays off. All right. So uh, let's get on to uh, David in Glastonbury. What's going on, David? Hello. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Okay, I'm uh, running uh, Windows 10 version 1903, and about a month ago, I went to uh, update to the then current version, which I'd been watching for a month or so to let somebody else find the bugs. Yeah. And that was the very day that they came out with 20H2. <laughs> so my question is, how, how much longer, if any, should I wait to uh, update to 20H2? I would do it right now. You would? You think it's a good version? Yeah, they fixed the problems with 2020. <laughs> I mean, 2004. 2004, yeah. Okay, and uh, what, what precautions, if any, should I take? Should I do some backups? Well, you're going to have a recovery point by default as long as you have enough space. Okay, so I should do a system backup. And they give you either 12 or 30 days, uh, depending on, I don't know what criteria they use, mm-hmm. that you can actually uninstall it. So it'll be in your programs and features. Okay. After, uh, let's say, 10 days, then they remove the temporary file. And, and David, you're not going to see anything improve. <laughs> Your Windows 10 is going to look just like it did before. Yeah, okay, but uh, the... Actually, uh, they did kind of change the uh, start menu a little bit. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Maybe yes. I, I didn't notice that. I had a note here that 1903 expires in about three weeks. That's right. That is true. That is true. So and I again, it, Microsoft, with their they're trying to get the one system out there, does make sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. Great. All right, good luck. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. So yeah, you should definitely back up your data or make sure you have a recovery point, especially for a major update like that. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, there's going to be a little difference, but is it going to be a beneficial difference, Bob? You're going to see in your operating system, probably not. Well, you might get the 112th security patches. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So as you spend your morning updating to the next latest version of Windows 10, you then can spend your morning updating the security patches. So we're going to step out for a quick break and then get back to more of your calls. So Scott and Ed, hang on. And a couple lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Let's get right to your calls. Actually, I wanted to bring up that comic real quick about passwords. His name is Mike McIntyre, and uh, he had a Netflix special that I saw. And he just did a great thing on uh, on passwords. You can go ahead and find some of the clips on YouTube. There is some colorful language. Some you know, comedians got to use all sorts of uh, colorful language, but uh, it is pretty funny uh, how he discusses passwords. And it's you're just going to sit back and say, hmm. Bob's story is exactly correct. <laughs> Let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to Scott in Terryville next. What's going on, Scott? There. Um, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Oh, there you are. Okay. Uh, thanks for announcing my name before you went on to break. When you're waiting on 1080, just a side note, the volume's really low. And then when you're driving and then all of a sudden you're up, it's like a voice from the heavens booms through your speakers and it makes you jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> you're right. It is funny. Like, uh, oh, I've my do- God, 
God, I don't mean that. <laughs> yeah, you go live. Whoosh. It's like this weird whoosh yeah, sound. I know. It's like whoosh. Uh, but good morning, and thank you for taking my call. I'm a first-time sure. caller. Oh, great. And um, Yeah, and uh, I have an iMac. It's a 2017. All right. And it, it's been a great computer, and as of a couple months ago, uh, with all the kids being home at school, my son was using it, and it got real slow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I figured, well, my photos and videos transfer from my phone to my computer automatically. I'm like, maybe it got too bogged down. And um, I still had it's a one terabyte storage, uh, 8 gigs RAM. Mm-hmm. I still had 700 uh, gigs of storage, and I was like, well, okay. So I cleared it out, put it on my hard drive like I usually do, and um, uh, external hard drive. And I restarted it, and it was still sluggish as heck. And mm-hmm. I looked at the activity monitor, and the memory pressure was in the red almost. Mm-hmm. And I did an ESET run. I did a malware bytes run. Came up with nothing. Um, I did some resets. Uh, when you restart it per imore.com for mm-hmm. IMAX. And this is apparently a problem with two seven, yep. 2000, 2017s and 2018 IMAX, where all of a sudden they run slow after a couple of years. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure what's going on. I can't, I've got barely anything on there. And I have a terabyte of space. And yeah, I'm using like almost seven gigs of RAM. Yeah, so space will never. Just so you, just so everybody knows, you can have your your space without any issues. You can you can consume much of it, even up to eighty, ninety percent of it, and your machine will still run fine. It's like, you know, filling your trunk with stuff. Your car still goes sixty five miles an hour. So that okay. that'll never impact it. It's going to be RAM. It's going to be processor. It's going to be something running in the background. Um, mm. But you're not alone because you're right. I'm, as you were talking, I was looking to see what's going on here, and CNET has some articles about this. You know, you get a six thousand oh, yeah. dollar Mac, and it's just slow. Um, yeah, and I don't just—it's it, way too much money. You paid a, you paid a serious premium for a beautiful design. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you need yeah, functionality. I know, and that's why I'm so upset, and I don't have a lot of apps or anything right. on that computer. I use it for photos, video, and my son to be able to do schoolwork. Right. So when you see the performance issue, is it within browsing? Is it what do you, when do you see it? So it takes a good ten minutes to start up. As wow. soon as you start up, the Apple logo's up and it's doing a loading bar, and that's new. And then to get in where the desktop actually comes up and you put in your password, that takes another minute. And then it's just the whole startup process. It takes a good twenty minutes before I can actually get into the browser and start moving around. Yeah, so in looking at this article from CNET, because uh, I'm not a Mac user, but it looks like we had a caller that started the show with a performance issue on his startup, and okay. they're even talking about trying to get into the task, the, the Apple Task Manager. I guess there must be one, um, yep. and see what is running in the background. What is cr- using up all those CPU cycles? It shouldn't take that long. Ten minutes to boot up a brand new Apple device should is is obviously problematic. So something is going up. Um, with your thing, and they, they do have some you know common tips. There's a June 14th article that CNET talks about as far as how to speed up your slow MacBook Air or Pro. Um, but the fact that we're even talking about it is kind of sad, you know. Oh, it makes me want to cry, and I don't cry a lot, but I'm just saying. <laughs> well, hey, you can be into my task manager. I've seen those articles, and I see a lot of things running, but I don't see a lot of CPU usage where. You know, it's it's killing my memory, or I'm not smart enough to understand if it is or not. Gotcha. Well, the weird thing is they did start talking about freeing up storage space, but that's just silly. Are you running a um, solid-state drive or is this a spinny-style drive? Um, 
I believe it's a solid state drive because um, I think that's what all the IMAX are. If yeah. I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, correct me. But um, it, you know, it's a really thin screen. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a solid state drive. It could be, sure, yeah. Um, so you've already looked at all these performance aids, and you haven't found any any of them that are going to work for you. No. So the activity monitor for the, I think you need to focus on the activity monitor, uh, which is okay. your task manager. When you see this issue, try to bring up the activity manager, uh, monitor to see what activity is chewing up your your machine. There's no physical reason it'll just take 10 minutes to decide. Unless you have an internet problem, maybe it's trying to connect to the internet and you have a, you have a you have a network problem and the device is timing out trying to find the the internet, maybe you use a printer. I mean with with Windows-based systems in the old days, if if you had a device connected to it and it wasn't responding, the, you know, the computer saying, "Hey, buddy, I'm connecting to you. Wake up!" and it didn't respond, it would hang. You could have devices right. hanging. It. Do you have anything on your device, your your iMac that's a that is a device like that that could hang? I mean, just the printer, but it's hard connected. It's not wireless, and mm. um, you know, it. I have noticed when I go to print something, it does seem to like hang, if you will, and yeah. where I have to force quit it and then do it again, and then it prints. But uh, that wasn't always the case, even when this started. Um, I, I'm curious with the activity monitor when I pull it up. Yeah. What should I be looking for? That you know, in the list. You know, well, that, you want to. I'm not sure. I've never used it myself. But if it has any kind of CPU usage information or RAM usage information, you're trying to find the thing that's pegged out, that is really using all your all your what resources. Number, what would be a number that would scream out and say, "Wow, that's ninety percent, eighty, ninety percent, hundred percent"? Those numbers. Big numbers. All right. If it's in the Big 20 numbers. or 30s, it seems normal. But for a machine to take 10 minutes to boot up this day and age with solid-state drives, uh, it shouldn't take that long. Yeah. I'll, Any I'll other thoughts, it. Bob? And if I don't, then I'm going to go to, I'm gonna have to go to the Apple Store and bring it, I guess. Yeah, good luck to you on that. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> it could be a <laughs> heating event, nice. too. Is, is your house a, you know, real dusty? Are you having issues where you're not able to cool it down? Nope. It's in okay. the basement. The basement's cool. I mean, okay. for the most part, I keep it clean. Um, you might also like see a, a parent issue. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, maybe when I consider looking at um, within that activity monitor, look for anything that's in a red state. I guess they give you red colors as far as whether or not you're in a high high process state. But um, okay. also look at applications, right? So you've done your scans for malware. You've you've checked all that, and you know you're you're clean. Um, yep. You might have loaded an application that's just trying to start up um, as part of the process of bringing up the Apple, the, the Mac. So maybe you take any of your startup items, depending on, again, how the Apple works. I assume there's a startup of some kind and try to reduce the amount of items that are in the startup um, that could be causing this thing to hang. Maybe an, an application you loaded is part of Maybe you did a weather application or maybe you've got, I don't know, maybe you've got the smart home application where it's timing out trying to talk to something. Take it out of that startup process. Um, try to limit the the process to just basic Apple functions. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I get you. And uh, you know what? I don't know where that is, and I got to do some research to find out how to get to that. And once I do, because it's not like Windows, you're right. And, it's not uh, like Windows. Once no. I do, I could check it out. There must be a startup process. I'm guessing. Um, that got, yeah, there definitely is. It's just where that menu is that shows the list of hey, this starts up when you turn on your computer. Check it yeah. off. You know. How long have you been an Apple user? Oh, quite some time. Um, I'd say fifteen years. Um, but so, my first iMac, 
I mean, it was a 2007. God, that thing, so less than 15 years, but uh, that thing was a tank. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, repl- I actually added memory to it because it had four memory slots and I only had two used up. Yeah. And it, it lasted such a long time. It slowed down, but not like this. And uh, this yeah. iMac only has two card slots, and it doesn't have the door in the back where I could add two more or anything. I think you have to take the computer apart. Um, yeah. So I, I missed the boat on that one. Well, Apple seems to not be as friendly to its fans as Windows systems are. They they don't let you upgrade things. They want to make sure they obsolescence, the obsolescence occurs naturally. <laughs> right. But it is unusual yeah. that your Apple device is doing this to you. What you're describing is a Windows problem all the time, and it's only because Windows users chuck so much stuff onto their system, whereas Apple users have a more of an enclosed ecosphere that it should be cleaner. But maybe... It should be. Yeah. It should be. And it wants me to upload to the newest browser, not browser, uh, desktop system, if you will, right? It's the latest yeah. and greatest. Yeah. And I won't do it because <laughs> I don't know what's going on, you know? Well, hang on. Does it cost you anything to do it? It doesn't. So do it. Really? Yep. I know it's a, it seems kind of crazy, but... Um... It does. It could take three days, just so you know. <laughs> oh, because of how bad your Apple is working? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. However, if you get to a new clean operating system, it could actually correct maybe your problem. Uh, you know, any any tech support guy is going to say, are you current? You know, trying to troubleshoot something that's old and has issues or has problems and there's a bunch of patches out there, it just seems redundant to have to try to troubleshoot granular the granular problem of an old operating system rather than the current one. Yes, you could introduce something new, but if you could do the update for free... You should do it and just see if that improves your the, the um, system by default. It might. All right, I I might take some more pictures off just so I don't lose anything if it crashes. But um, I mean, you should I'm have a backup. Old. I'm actually the one less current, and I can't remember what they are. But um, you know, I'm due for the update. It's just I was nervous about doing it because there's so much memory pressure that yeah, someone blow out or it just when I don't know. Well, well, you don't. You have a backup, right? I I do have a backup. Okay, good. Because I was going to say, you lose pictures if you're married. This could be the end of things, you know. Uh, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would do the update. We'll put some links up here for some ideas and take a look at your startup, and maybe you'll figure out what's going on with your device. Hopefully we gave you some thoughts. Yeah, you did, and if uh, I figured out, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Hey, thank you very much, Scott. Thank you. All right. Take care. Take it easy. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get, get online. We have a couple lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And everything we've talked about has been posted live by Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com and over on Facebook as well. If you follow Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, the uh, information could get into your newsfeed. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 